5: This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. We have to start
0: tonight with what transpired today as far as Larry Nassar and what's happened in the last hour at Michigan State. Larry Nassar was sentenced to 40 to 175 years in prison Wednesday after a week of statements from more than 150 girls and women who said he sexually abused them. He was the official team doctor for USA Gymnastics and Michigan State as well. He cried during his sentencing, and the judge, Rosemarie Aquilina, who sentenced him to this 40, 175 years in prison, did not feel bad about doing so.
2: It is my privilege to sentence you to 40 years, the tail end, because I need to send a message Sir, I'm giving you 175 years. I just signed your death warrant.
0: I find that you don't get it. I've never heard a judge say anything like that in a courtroom. I just signed your death warrant.
6: You've heard things like that in movies. He, like that—that That is one of those chilling lines after all of this testimony and following this for the last couple of weeks. Just abhorrent. On uh, so many levels, uh, the the actions of Nasser and just a lot of questions that flow out of it.
0: The reason she sentenced him to that many is because just in case he comes up for parole somehow and he's still alive, he wants she wants those next set of charges to then kick in so there's no way he can get out of prison. She says I believe in in other chances and rehabilitation. I do not believe so in this case. You are going to prison for the rest of your life. And as she said, I just signed your death warrant. And she said it like she was like that line from Goodfellas like he's giving out candy. I just signed your death warrant. And this is I'm not she didn't even do it with with being upset with emotion. Yeah. It was just I sign your death warrant because you know what? When you molest 125 girls and they all come and testify and say what you did to them this is what you deserve so look this is not there's no good that comes out of this story it's only the justice that these girls are getting for his sentencing there's nothing that's going to take back what he did to them he was molesting them when they were as young as six years old under the guise of giving them treatment as as a doctor there's no good there's no good for anybody it's just hopeful healing for these women who who are very strong to come up and face him and 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 hopefully that will help them heal and this is the part of the story legal legally that i'm glad to see justice done now the late breaking news in this tonight is that now michigan state's president has announced her resignation Luanna simon said she is stepping down as president of Michigan State following the Larry Nassar sentencing. Now, the reason this is a, this is a big deal is because now the NCAA is going to investigate Michigan State. After yesterday, in which trustee Joel Ferguson made a statement that may have got, could go on record as maybe the worst statement in the history of statements, something needed to happen. And now Michigan State's under investigation. There were calls for Luanna Simon to resign. And they waited, they waited, they waited. Now, finally, she resigned. And this is what's gotten me about this whole thing all along, is that Michigan State, their attitude has been, you know, this NASA thing happened, and I say NASA thing specifically, this NASA thing happened, but, you know, all right, we're dealing with it, but you know, th- this is not really our fault. I mean, that's re- that's been Michigan State's entire attitude has been, yeah, this happened, but you know, really, is this is this on us? I well, mean, but that's you know, but that's it, part
6: of the whole further shit. Ferguson quote, right? Exactly. It's very specific, saying that look, Michigan State is so much bigger. There's so much going on. I was like, no, no, no. This is this is huge. Well, this we is, we have the same. Let's see. Yeah, this was Trustee
0: Joel Ferguson who decided to go on WVFN in Lansing yesterday to talk about what was going on with Larry Nasser, and here's his statement about the entire saga and tragedy involving this story.
7: There's so many more things going at the university than than just this Nasser thing. I mean. You, when you go to the basketball game, you walk in that um, the New Breslin, and the person who, who hustled and got all those major donors that, that give
3: money was Luanna Simon.
0: That that may be the most tone-deaf statement I think I've ever heard. He also went on to say, we spent about 10 minutes in our big meeting last week talking about this. Out of five this. hours.
6: Out of five. Ten minutes talking about this. Th- well, everything th- else is endowments, buildings, <laughs> and admissions, and how the waiting list is bigger. That, that's when this Nasser thing became a trending thing yesterday.
0: I mean, you call this Nasser thing. This is a guy that you employed that molested 125 girls over the course of his career. And there were complaints that came to Michigan State that somehow did not make it up as high as Luana Simon and other people. This is a Sandusky. This is a Baylor situation. And still, Michigan State the whole time was like, we're, we're keeping this at arms like this is not really going to touch us, right? oh my god so by this philosophy Joel Ferguson I could go out and and commit a whole bunch of crimes right I could go and rob a bank I can go steal cars I can burn down houses and then he could go on the radio and say you know Jason Smith has a lot more going on than being a criminal I mean you know he he, he gives a little bit to charity and he coaches his girls soccer and softball teams and you know he's, he's nice to his family and he you know he, he does things and he he donates clothes to goodwill all the time because you know he can't Keep buying jeans all the time and holding on to them. He keeps giving away and giving away, which upsets his wife. But, I mean, that's really what he's saying is that, hey, we we got a bunch of other stuff going on. And Luana Simon was a great fundraiser for us. She also presided over the biggest scandal and the biggest tragedy that school has seen. And and, And in my life now in college, there's been three big scandals. And it's been Baylor, it's been this, and it's been Penn State. And still, their attitude is, yeah, you know, uh we're doing what we can, but boy, you know, this wasn't our fault.
6: NCAA investigation to follow. Nasser was retained by Michigan state nearly a full year after being let go from USA gymnastics in 2015, after they'd learned of quote athlete concerns. And we saw woman after woman come up and give her account. Um, and each one more harrowing than the next. And, and, You're looking at policies and procedures and for Michigan State, there's nothing learned at the collegiate level. You mentioned Baylor, you mentioned Penn State, that universities, you would have thought behind closed doors immediately as all of those stories were covered extensively in the media, that the teams in charge of each of these universities would hold dear what their charter is and put precautionary measures in place to prevent recurrences of this type of behavior. And yet one after the next, you had people lining up women lining up to tell their tales of what this man had been able to do under their watch on their campus. And in conjunction with the, the, Caroli Ranch and, and all of this, that the systemic negligence and turning away based on the results at, at the beams and at the podiums, it's absolutely abhorrent on so many levels. Uh, you know, we talk about death penalty for football things, it yet it doesn't get applied here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of those... No, this really is a situation. You really need to situation. look at this at a much larger... And, and much more uh, punitive scale yeah. just than because, we've ever seen.
0: Just because it's not football doesn't mean it's not a death penalty type case. Because this is this is oh, this is overseeing the entire athletic program, and I get it's hard because you look at other sports. you're Going to wait, you know, the kids that didn't do anything. The way we play football, we play basketball. It, this is this is how bad
6: this is. Well, and this is how bad. And, and in her, her statement, her state, yeah, yeah,
0: her statement is laughable. Because this is why I say the whole time Michigan State's attitude has been, you know, you can't really tag us with this. We played you the Joel Ferguson statement a couple minutes ago. Here's part of Luanna Simon's resignation letter that came out about uh, half hour, 45 minutes ago. The last year and a half has been very difficult for the victims of Larry Nassar, for the university community, and for me personally. We want She wants everybody to know, hey, it's been tough for me. I don't give a crap about you. Really? It's tough for you? How is it t- really? It's tough for you, so you're at, you're lumping yourself in with the university community and the victims. Things are as tough for you as they are for the victims. Wow, she has an overinflated sense of self, but it doesn't stop there. She goes on to say, as Nasser's legal journey to prison was drawing to a close, more and more negative attention was focused on Michigan State University and on me. Hey, I'm getting blamed for this too. You know why? Why is everybody? But bl- oh my God, really? Really, she she's worried about her ego and her legacy at this point when she should have been in court and watched 125 people come up and say, hey, this is what this guy did to me. You worry, really worried about yourself? You really think you're on par with how difficult it was for you as it was for these girls? And then she goes on to say this. As president, it is only natural that I am the focus of this anger. I understand, and that is why I have limited my personal statements. Hey, I, I, I didn't do anything here. So, you know, I, I get you're angry. I'll allow you to blame me because I know you're angry and I'll be I'll 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 fall on the sword for you. I will be that person. You want to direct your anger. I'll I'll be that I'll be the martyr in this situation and I'll let you say, Hey, hurl insults at me because I haven't done anything, but I'll take that for you. Now now she's a hero. Now now she's now she's basically saying she's a hero in her statement. I don't know how someone like this actually runs a university. I don't know how Michigan State's done so well. She's been involved in the school for 40 years. I really don't know. I, I I assume I know how she's done personally because that's really what she cares about in this. This this is amazing that this is the letter when all, when all we're thinking about are victims and it's say what about me. What, what about me? Think about me. It's like in Jerry Maguire when when, when Jay Moore fires Jerry Maguire. And Jerry's like, I'm fired? And, and, and Jay Moore says, you know, what about me? No, I had to fire you all day. Think about somebody other than yourself, for
6: instance. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, that's that's how a university is so tone deaf. I don't understand. Well, but you add the the stuff we got from the Board of Trustees, and you had this statement. You have Tom Izzo, who got his shiny new basketball arena and and supported the president and his comments last week, that you you just roll it up into so many issues. She's been president or was president since 2005, and there are lawsuits and allegations going back as far as 1997. Michigan State is going to face a very large and exhaustive a uh, research project by the NCAA to uncover every bit of this.
0: Death penalty could be on the table for for the sports program, for for the for the entire athletic department because of this. As forget well that. Shooting. Shut down the university. Oh, forget the death penalty for this athletics. Is, you closed institution. This is. I. I mean. I can't. I, obviously, they always. You know. You hear the phrase, "The cover up is worse than the crime," but in this case, it's it's how horrible the crime was. And still, no responsibility is taken by Michigan State on this. They're still trying to push it off, like, yeah, this is, this is, it. this is, yeah, he worked here, but I mean, I, I really didn't see him or know anything about. It. Yeah, death penalty completely on the table.
6: Well, the ramifications to USA Gym, Gymnastics we've seen in terms of their sponsorship and support, uh, and and you've got one hundred twenty-five to one hundred fifty women that their lives are. Altered forever.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Gotta talk Hall of Fame. Hell's Bells is in the Hall of Fame, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But today, four players elected to Cooperstown, the class of 2018 in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Not two, not three. Chipper Jones. Who would have gone down as the greatest player in Major League Baseball history had he only played against the Mets? Vladimir Guerrero, Jim Tomy, and Trevor Hoffman. Hell's bells, making it He's to the little Hall little. of Fame. First things first, White my, Sox. My, hang on, I, that's why. For, first of all, when you go to his picture, yeah, on the internet, right? We said let's see the hitting, the you know, the stats of Jim Tomy. He's in an Orioles hat.
2: Well,
6: that's where he finished. <laughs>
0: All his stats, he's in an Orioles hat. You are going to try to claim Jim Tomey as yours for his four years in Chicago.
6: When and he, he spe- you say that like it's wrong? He, I, I,
0: what from, I'm a big fan. And from '91 and- to 2002 was Cleveland. Then he had his two two of his three best seasons ever in Philadelphia. And then he was good with the White Sox. Then he was with the Dodgers, Minnesota, Cleveland again, Minnesota again, Baltimore, Philadelphia. So, you know, then the last couple of years he was kind of a vagabond. The Dodgers. But you want to claim Jim Tomey as your own? Sure. You know what? I I I agree with you on this because it wasn't like you trying to claim Ken Griffey. No, he's still one of ours.
6: No, he's not. Yeah, no. Dude, junior. 38
0: games. That's Come fine. on, man.
6: Come on. No. Left you an indelible mark on all of our psyches and our souls He fell for asleep a moment in a l- for a moment, hey. we had Griffey in our arms. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? 38 games. Yeah. You you? He looked magnificent in the pinstripes. I'll let you have,
0: Tommy, because, look, he was 42-109, 35-96, 34-90, 23-74 before he got traded. No, I'll let you have Tommy. He was he was typical Jim Tomey those four years. That's, that's fine. But you don't you can't get Ken Griffey. Why? No, you can't. Dude, you got to pick your battles, man. This is your battle. You get I Jim Tomey, that's fine. No, you can't. It
6: makes me happy. You can't, So I, I'm taking both you of You can't, but no, you can't. I'm <laughs> you not can't. arguing that Ken Griffey Jr. should have gone into the Hall of want, Fame with do a white side Did you get hat. Tom Seaver too? Yes. No, you don't he get Tom Seaver. He won 300 with no, us. He did. But, so that's no, it. No, that's no That's what get. makes him immortal. No, you 300 was with us. White Sox.
0: On a sweaty Saturday afternoon, he won his three hundredth yeah, game yes, with the White, White Sox. I, I watched it. He was my guy, he was my favorite player of all time. White you Sox, don't get Tom Seaver. No, you don't get well, Tom. Well then Siever. you don't get Mike Piazza. Uh Piazza <laughs> spent half his career with the Mets. The crappier half. No, it was <laughs> it was the same. It was the other half of a great <laughs> ah, career. He played like half. <laughs> what got to the World Series? How many World Series did he go to with the Dodgers? He took oh. a bat from Clemens. That was it. Oh. That's why he's in. How'd that World Series work out for him? Uh, we came in second. All that back knee did no good. Oh, stop. Oh. Wait, do you want him or not want him? Of course I oh, want now him. Now you want him. Back knee and all. He no, wants no, him. No, no, no. I get Piazza. You can get Jim Tomey. Frostberg can get you Darvish when he goes in the Hall of Fame.
6: 21 days until pitchers and catchers report. A lot of free agents still out there. Hot bed of activity to come. Here. That's World Series great, you Darvish. That's deal. right. <laughs> he really most, did well for the opposition. The most valuable player of the World that, Series, there's no question about it. Yeah, for the Astros, you know, sure in, you <laughs> in today's parlance and what the NFL did in the playoffs, yeah. there should have been millions of dollars raised for you Darvish's charities. <laughs> 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 right, based on what yeah, we did with no, the all right. these, right. these quarterbacks. Dear youth, thanks for and everything else.
0: Thanks for tipping your pitches in game two and game seven so we <laughs> could win it all. Uh, what charities do you uh, do so we can send you some money? I kind of like this trend of everybody sending money. That's the best story of the NFL season. Mike Zimmer's charity has over $7,000 from Eagles fans who feel bad about how the Vikings and their fans were treated in Philadelphia. So now it's not just fans stealing Vikings hats and urinating on them and fans running into subway poles. Now some Philadelphia fans are going, you know, we have to make sure we take care of Zimmer. You know he's a good head coach, and and you know he brought in that team, and he lost his quarterback too, just like we did. But you know, you know, but he carried himself with class, and they, you know we won that game. So I, wherever he is, I'm going to give some money to him. Nice. Well, we I have, like
6: that trend. It's, it's a good trend. We had the Dalton story. We had the Thomas Morstead because uh, he came, was the first guy to come back out just mm-hmm. so they could kneel down for the extra point. You had the Sean Payton. Stuff with the furniture and donations <laughs> and everything else flowing through. So it's it's been a good trend and one of the most positive stories of the NFL season. But now, yes, I'm taking Jim Tomey. You can have Jim Tomey, Jim Tomy, six hundred and twelve home runs. All right. It's,
0: it's hard to argue against Jim Tomey and those high socks he would wear. Oh, yeah. I'd you wear those socks Throwback, all the way up past his knees. That was smiling,
6: awesome. Love going to the ballpark.
0: Nope, nope, that's not a low strike because Tomey's socks are all the way up at his knees. It's not a strike. Look, Trevor Hoffman is probably the second best closer of my lifetime behind Mariano Rivera. He's probably, I mean, in my life, I saw the birth of the great closer and Bruce Suter and Raleigh Fingers and, you know, Eckersley. I was too young for a lot of those guys um uh, you know Suter and, and fingers obviously cuz it was late 7 i was just getting into baseball oh, and then
6: gossage you know and, gossage yeah, was yeah. great
0: i see gossage a lot because he played for the Yankees being in new york
6: yeah walt you know, said watch him
0: and eckerley eckersley is right there too you know he had a couple of bad meltdowns in the in the world series but his was half a career as a starter well, and people, half a career as a closer these.
6: He was really good career. as a starter. Exactly. Wow. No love for Billy Wagner. So oh, slinging Billy. Who Billy didn't love Wagner. Billy? Slinging Billy. I,
0: Billy Wagner is five two and he can throw the ball ninety nine miles an hour. That's just so incredibly awesome. I wish I could do that. Uh, but Chipper Jones gets in, and Chipper Jones clearly a Hall of Famer. Only an All Star eight out of nineteen seasons. So basically every other year he was good enough to be an All Star. But still his level of excellence was phenomenal for his career and Vladimir Guerrero had a 10 year span where he was one of the top three most dangerous hitters in baseball the entire time but why are all four of them in especially when you look at the percentages Chipper Jones 97.2% of the vote I mean Chipper Jones is great but 97% of the vote you know why because all of these guys have one thing in common besides achieving on the field off the field They all have great reputations. They never got in trouble. Chipper Jones only got in trouble on social media, on Twitter a couple of times, going back and forth with somebody who wanted to fight him. But look at these guys. Hoffman, Tomey, Guerrero, Chipper Jones. They enjoyed great reputations from fans and the media. Chipper Jones, never in trouble. Vladimir Guerrero was fun. Bad ball hitter. He played for the Expos, played for the Angels. It was fun to see his highlights didn't never use batting gloves. You, you you couldn't throw him a pitch he couldn't hit. You couldn't throw him down and away. You could hit that for a home run. He had You, a could, great... bat, you could throw a 52-footer. And he could still and hit it And he would swing it out like he was playing cricket. And tell me the same way. All the PED scandals that were going on in baseball, he was never touched by them. Hoffman played for the Padres. You felt bad for Trevor Hoffman because every year he was great and the Padres sucked except for 1996. But that's a big deal, and that is so underrated, is that if you enjoy a great reputation – off the field, fans, media. When it comes to it, you're going to get that extra push. Look at guys like Bonds and Clemens that are still fighting. We'll have more on them coming up in a few minutes. But guys who aren't not that you have to be friendly with the media, but if you don't have a great image, it's hard. You make it harder for yourself to get in. I mean, look at all these guys. Look at some of the guys, the questionable guys that got it. Craig Biggio, great image, never got in trouble, never nothing off the field. His entire 20 year career, he had 20 years of playing well. You know He was very good, but because he played second base for 20 years and got 3,000 hits, he's in the Hall of Fame. Look at all these guys with high percentage votes where you go, I don't know. They all have that in common. They all have great reputations, and all the great reputations guys are going in. Look who's having trouble, Edgar Martinez. Is it because Edgar Martinez is a bad guy? No, but his reputation is he's only a designated hitter. So he gets a lot of uh, anti-Edgar Martinez from fans and from the media because, no, he didn't play the field he shouldn't go in you have a great reputation whether it's on off and you get the benefit of the doubt it's really that simple you make things a lot easier on yourself when that's who you are and now look the pearly gates of the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown have opened for all of these guys because they all enjoy that
6: oh well, you look at Chipper Jones when when I saw the 97 point two percent scratch my head knew he's getting in right that was if you if you're going through and saying all right who's going first ballot or, or who's getting in during this this 2018 voting. He was the, the given. Vladimir Guerrero, you assumed as well. I think the other two, I was surprised that Tommy was as high as he was, but shows that 600 home runs is still 600 but, home runs. But yeah. again, 600 home runs has Man. had a, a cloud. And somehow Jim Tomey's been able to walk right by and, and wave. And, and a Jim lot Tomey of is his, my homie. Is that guy that... <laughs> Look, it was positive story after positive story of interactions with Jim Tomei. People wrote, you know, newspaper men had written a story about him, got, got an interview. Hey, make sure a copy of that gets to my parents. You know, those kind of mm-hmm. things along the way. So, and, and I know in Chicago, I mean, he still works as an ambassador for the club. And they, they um, tweeted out and put out a bunch of releases just saying, look, he's one of ours mm-hmm. <laughs> because he was that big. In the community and made himself and immersed himself in the city for the time that he was there with Chipper Jones, just a, a given. And for you as a Mets fan, you you know all too well uh, the numbers he put up. Uh, Vladimir- I, I can
0: claim Chipper Jones, can I? Yeah, because because uh, the he Mets got you. him into the Hall of he Fame. He technically owns you. Mets so got him in.
6: He goes into the ownership wing with that. <laughs> and Hoffman, I mean, it's it's excellence, and the music helps define him because when you hear it. Those opening strains, you know it's Trevor Hoffman time.
0: All right, so you're claiming Jim Tome. Yeah. I'm claiming Chipper Jones because he got in the Hall of Fame because he was so good against the Mets. But who didn't get in? Roger Clemens, who got picked on 57% of the ballots, and Barry Bonds, 56% of ballots. This is nothing new, as both of these players have been tainted by the steroid scandal. They're moving up a little bit in voting totals, but not close enough to the 75 percent mark they started out at 22 25 now they're getting higher and this is what i completely disagree with this is why i always say the one group of voters in the world i can't trust are people who vote for awards for baseball is because baseball voters always vote with agendas whether it's rookie of the year mvp they don't vote for the best player that they always feel okay i'm putting my own spin on it because I don't believe so-and-so, he has an advantage because he was came up, he was 25 years old as a rookie compared to this guy who was 21 years old. But this is what I don't like. If you don't believe Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are Hall of Famers because of the steroid scandal, fine. That's great. Don't vote for them. Don't vote for them. But they can't, you can't stand up and say, okay, I'm going to, not vote for them for a couple of years as part of my personal protest, and then I'll vote for them. No, that's not your job. Either this guy's a Hall of Famer or he's not. And this is what's happening now is many people are saying, okay, I'm okay with him being in the Hall of Fame. And so a full quarter of the voters have gone from I'm not voting for him to now I'm going to put him on my ballot because he's either served enough time or you know my personal protest is over. And that's stupid. Either a guy gets in or a guy doesn't. I understand the whole veterans committee, guys falling through the cracks. You want to do a favor for somebody who is 75 years old. It's the greatest thing in the world if I could get into the Hall of Fame. All right, I'm not crazy about it because now you're talking about a guy being a Hall of Famer 40 years after he was on the ballot or 20 years after he was on the ballot and because a couple people remember him or you feel bad he gets in. That's one thing. But these are guys that are doing things you know, with agendas. And, and 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 this is wrong. People who anybody that's changing votes like this should have their vote taken away. Because this is not. You're voting for does this player deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? And nothing has changed in the last three years other than we're a little bit further away from the steroid scandal. This is why I, I can't trust baseball voters.
6: Now in twenty seventeen they voted the Baseball Writers Association of America voted eighty to nine to make every voter's Hall of Fame ballot public starting in 2018, so we should be able to go back through. We, obviously, we don't have a, the, except for doing your research, just like mm. you did with those penalty numbers. How awesome it's, was that? It's time to go through everybody that that voted. We have got a couple hundred of those, so it's, it's going to take you through the weekend. You're not going to be able to coach soccer. I'm sorry to say, you have to take the weekend off. Uh,
0: it's a All Star week for both of our daughters, buddy. This is a big. This is a big weekend. Uh, for you're us. out.
6: You're out. You've got I'm giving a you a research project <laughs> right now. <laughs>
0: That's, you're like the teacher that gives homework on a Friday no, and I would, and, uh, this paper needs to be due on Monday morning on my desk at nine o'clock. And,
6: and that's what I'm telling you right now is that we need to go back. And for those who have disclosed in the past, their, their ballots, we need to find out how many of them have now shifted because we know there've been a, a little bit of turnover in terms of who's actually voting. I'd like to have that number. At my disposal as well. So if you can figure that out. and We'll ask Rob Parker this in about a half hour from now. When he joins us is how much has that turned over to where you're looking at people coming at it from a different lens versus what is perceived to be, well, the, the crusty older guys say, well, you don't belong in my hall, at least not for a second, third year. Let's make you sweat it out because we're talking about a couple hundred grand to a couple million dollars over the lifetime of being, quote, snubbed because of autograph and and inscription opportunities that go through for all those multi-signed items and endorsement deals, et cetera. So you're you're talking about a lot of cash that's being withheld here as well, but I'd be curious to see how much of that has shifted just in terms of who's voting as much as just the attitude has changed.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific.
0: In the Hall of Fame, Chipper Jones, Vladimir Guerrero, Trevor Hoffman, Jim Tomey is my homie, are all in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Edgar Martinez fell just short. Barry Bonds' Roger Clemens polling around 55%. Our next guest set to join us on the hotline right now. Hall of Fame voter, Fox Sports 1 analyst, catch him on Undisputed. Fox Sports Radio as well, columnist at the Shadow League. TSL, you can see him. He's got his ballot right up there. He is our buddy, Rob Parker. What's happening,
7: Rob? Hey, guys. How you doing? Dominating. Doing good, man. Doing good. Hey, Always. Big day hey, for hey, you. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, of course! Come on, Rob. You and I—we still have to finish our conversation about how great a coach Jim Beheim is, because I know you don't believe in that. But
7: then we'll do that another time. Right. Not when you win. Not when you win one championship in 40 years. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to the
0: hall of let's get to the hall of fame here. We saw the four players get in today. The first thing I want to, I want to ask you as a hall of fame voter is this: the one thing they all have in common is they all have incredibly great reputations, not just on the field, but off the field. Tommy, Chipper Jones, the only thing he ever did was want to get in a Twitter fight with somebody and, you know, who insulted him on Twitter. You know, Vladimir Guerrero, everybody universally loved him. Trevor Hoffman. How much does having that good image tilt the scales for you one way or another? Because, look, I see a guy like Chipper Jones who's a Hall of Famer, but, man, 97% on, on a ballot? That's a lot. How, how much does a good reputation help you when it comes to being elected?
7: I don't yeah, I don't think it hurts you but it doesn't get you into the Hall of Fame if you don't if you're not that player and uh you know I I think right now what's happening as well is you know people are a little overcompensating because of the steroid era and I think some guys it, it's it's very weird to me in that um uh the last couple of Votes, you know, with Tim Raines, you know, fifteen years for Tim Raines to get in. I did not vote for Tim Raines. I didn't think that was last year. Uh, I didn't vote for Vlad. I didn't vote for Edgar. Out of the guys who made it in, I voted for the other three. And I, I think the writers, to a certain extent, I know a lot of people think that the writers hold grudges and they and and they don't vote for people who who aren't cool to them or, you know, work with them or whatever. And and, and that's why people don't get in. I always stop people to remind them that Barry Bonds won uh, seven MVPs and the writers voted for all seven. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and Bonds wasn't nice to us. So I, I really think that most of the writers take it very seriously. It's, it's about who deserves to be in based on mostly their numbers being a nice guy never hurts you, but in Bonds' case, I don't think him being a you know, not being the greatest guy to the writers is the reason he's not in.
6: Why didn't you punch the ticket for Vlad Guerrero?
7: I, I just have this is I have two basic ways of voting. Stick with me, Mr. Harmon. I'm okay? with you, buddy. I'm with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's Stick go. Stick with me. Number one, if you have one of these three magic numbers, three thousand hits. 500 home runs or 300 wins, you get my vote automatically. I don't even need to look at your career. I don't need to look at your stats. Okay, so that's my first way. Number two is I believe that when you talk about guys as Hall of Famers, if we have to debate your career, you're not a Hall of Famer. Does that make sense? So Vlad to me was a debate. A lot of people okay. thought him as, as a slam dunk. I thought of him as a debate. Can I tell the story of baseball without Black Guerrero?
6: Well, you've never seen anybody low ball hitting and, and hitting things on a bounce. Nobody was ever. Playing.
7: No, I, I I got that. But I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, and then people will talk about, you know Edgar Martinez and 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 Big Poppy. There's a big difference between those two. Sure. Big Poppy had 500 home runs. Big Poppy had 3,000 hits. Right? Didn't he get 3,000? Mm-hmm. I think he did. Yeah. yeah I, well, I it, it comes
6: down five. to this: if Edgar's getting and in, also I, three I want World more series. You know, it's also well, I'm, too. Well, I'm going to start stumping for getting Harold Baines back on the ballot <laughs> if Edgar gets in. But Rob, go ahead, Rob. But, but
7: you, but you, but you see, my point is, is that I'm. I'm I'm looking at, you got to have what's your hook? What do you have? Even with people, Trevor Hoffman to me should have got in on the first ballot. For whatever reason, baseball writers don't appreciate uh, closers. Some people think, oh, they just got to get three outs. It's a really tough job. And he was the first guy to 500 saves, first guy to 600 saves. There are only two pitches in the history of the game to get over 600 saves Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman. I think that that counts for something.
0: Well, I'll, I'll go this way though with you Rob. Though I think you could tell the story of baseball without Tri- Chipper Jones. I mean, if you could tell the story without Vladimir Guerrero, you could tell the story without Chipper Jones and he I disagree 97% of the he votes. Was, he,
7: he was a part of one a team that won how many how many divisions in a row? I mean, the, the Atlanta Braves during that time dominated baseball. He was a part of that and they won I, I don't know how many years. He was actually 15 out of 16. Chipper Jones was a big part of that, so I think that you you can't discount the Atlanta Braves and their dominance and that team that had Chipper Jones. No, no, wait three a minute. No,
6: now hold on though. You just went after his guy. I'm, I can't believe I'm actually defending Bayheim at this point.
7: <laughs> but you just went after
6: him for a career and only having one title, and then you got Bobby Cox standing over here
7: who has now, Hall, of Famer, Hall in- of Famer after Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. But you didn't hear me endorse Bobby Cox because I no. don't think Bobby Cox. I don't think I'm with you on Bobby Cox because when you have three Hall of Fame pitchers on one staff and you win one World Series, that is totally underachieving. He's uh, he's two steps away from Marv Levy. I mean, and, oh and, and, wow, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Marv's
6: How a nice man. You? What are you
0: doing? <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of your ballot, you you put it up on on uh, on the website. We we talked about it a couple minutes ago. You voted for Bonds, you voted for Clemens, you voted for Sammy Sosa.
3: Uh,
7: yes, because I, they, they hit those magic numbers that we're talking about. And I also voted for Gary Sheffield, who has over 500 home runs. Because I, I think that it's unfair. Here, here's my biggest argument. It's unfair to just look at those guys and say that they should be punished and they shouldn't be in... But no one is trying to take away the Yankees' World Series that were won with players who, who used it. The Yankees get to keep their World Series. Joe Torre got to go in, in the Hall of Fame, right, with players who, sure. who used steroids. So, so the organization doesn't get punished. The manager doesn't get punished. Same thing. Tony La Russa, he had Mark, Mark, Mark McGuire, and he had uh, Jose Canseco, Correct. And and he got into the Hall of Fame, so nobody is saying that those numbers or those wins or those championships aren't blemished for other people to share in, but you're going to say that the players who played are the ones who should be the only ones punished, and I don't think it's right. And, and when I look in the record book, I know Barry Bonds is the all-time home run king. There's no asterisk, there's no... Uh, Parentheses and the number of home runs he hit before steroids, after steroids, he just has the number in there. Baseball counts those numbers, so if you're going to count those numbers, you have to let those guys in because they're a part of baseball history. The Hall of Fame will never be complete without without guys like Bonds and Clemens uh, being involved. Those two guys are some of the greatest players who ever played the game, and if people don't think so, they're, they're misguided. Those guys were great before steroids. And they were they were great after steroids. They were great players.
0: You can follow him on Twitter at Rob Parker FS1. That's at Rob Parker FS1, Fox Sports One analyst. You see him on Undisputed. Hear him here on the weekends on Fox Sports Radio. The website is theshadowleague.com. dot As Rob explains his Major League Baseball Hall of Fame ballot and why
6: he will vote for Noah Syndergaard first ballot when he comes up. Well, and this next. 12 days as you counted it off on your pan to hands, Jason Smith. He's going to be talking about the loot.
4: <laughs> you so much, already Robo. know it.
5: All right, you got it, <laughs> We'll talk to you soon. See you, Rob. Hey, guys. Thanks so much. Be good, Rob. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: The game is 11 days. Of, hang on. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday,
5: Thursday. Today Friday. Friday.
0: He's no, literally no, no, counting
5: no.
6: on his, today is his panda-like
0: Wednesday. hands. 11 days away, and already Bill Belichick is pissed off. I'm oh,
5: not on SnapFace and all that.
0: We find out that Rob Gronkowski is in concussion protocol following his injury in the AFC Championship game. His status is up in the air. He's got to be evaluated as time goes on. When Belichick was asked about that at his press conference today, he really, really did not want to talk about it.
7: Can you give us an update on uh, Rob Gronkowski? Has he finished his concussion protocol? Do you expect him to play?
5: Yeah, we'll be compliant with the NFL injury report, and when that's required, we'll put it on there.
7: When is that process completed,
5: finished? Once what process finished?
7: The concussion report. The
5: uh... whatever the, whatever his situation is, whatever his status is, that we'll put it on the injury report. We'll make sure the first one to get it.
4: <laughs> I'm sure you will. Do you expect yeah, him to not, play? Not a
5: problem. Do you
7: expect
5: him to play? We'll put it right on the injury report, and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> okay. Just like everybody else does. We'll make sure you're first on the list here, Station. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate I it. I don't want to hold anything back here. Get that out there right I know, away.
4: I know yeah, no, you don't.
0: <laughs> put I that the, out there right away. I love at the end, Belichick's like, all these idiots asking questions that they know I can't answer. You can say anything you want to, but now, oh, no, it's you asking the
6: wrong question. We'll make sure you get a copy of it. Well, I like the note about the compliance with the NFL's ridiculous injury yeah. policy. Yes. Well, when when and injury you, report policy. When I can project. you tell
0: us? Yeah, well we'll we'll uh, be compliant and When, uh, when when's it. that
6: due? That's due uh, next
0: Wednesday. Make sure you get a copy of that. Maybe next
6: Thursday. Make okay, sure we'll make happens. sure we get let me get your Twitter account. I'll tweet it right out to
0: we'll you. We'll make sure it happens. I mean, yeah, don't worry. You'll 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 get our inactives ninety minutes before the game and not a minute before.
6: Hey Gronk, thumbs up or thumbs <laughs> down? <laughs> I love, I love how at the end he was like exasperated,
0: like, yeah, yeah, what a stupid question. All these guys ask stupid questions. He asked an update on Rob Gronkowski. Like, that's so out of the realm be, of what should be asked. But you know it became
6: what, I want? an a- a- Abbott and Costello routine.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, you'll be the first
6: to get it. Yeah,
5: you'll be <laughs> the well, make sure you're first on the list, too. Uh,
0: you, know what, you know what I think should happen now with him? And we had Greg Popovich last night who feigned outrage when. He was asked, hey, what'd you tell LeBron after
6: point number 30,000? And Popper said, none of your business. Any more questions? I want now- I wish they would have asked Pop, what did you think of LeBron's self-congratulatory message? Anyway, go.
0: <laughs> what'd you think of Dave Kingman's performance, uh, Tom? <laughs> this is what I want to happen now. Because this, uh, this is what sports writers and reporters are definitely okay to do. Anytime someone answers a question like that stupidly, because that's what Belichick and, and Pop do, just keep taking turns asking the same question. Hey, we got any more questions? All right, Nick in the back. Yeah, co- Coach, you got an update on Rob Gronkowski? I uh, just covered that. I just, in the front. Hey Bill, do you have an update? Give me an update on Rob Gronkowski. Will he play? Will he not? I uh, said, why you keep asking me that you, it, over here and in, in the side? In, in the Are you going to try to break him like Colonel Jessup? No. Every single everybody asks to say, you want to be a jerk? We'll, we'll be jerks. We're going to ask you the same question until you walk away from the podium. You want to upset us and embarrass us? Then I'm going to do the same. thing Then we thing get to, to
6: start adding the over under on press conferences. If guys
0: ask questions that were out of the realm of good taste or something that guys can't talk about, I get it. Update on Rob Gronkowski. He didn't practice today. Um, You know, we're hoping he's moving forward. But instead, no, I just want to be a jerk and shut this down.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do